0: Welcome to the Lost Boys, the Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan, and joining me is my co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. This is going to be episode 16 as we continue in our our series from Where Does My Help Come From? So make sure that you go back and listen to episode... 14, fourteen and fifteen. 15. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, yeah. it's too early no, in the morning. My good. brain's yeah. not working right. So so all right, well will I'll, I'll throw it over to you and let you kind of bring bring us into this episode.
1: Yeah, guys, if you uh, haven't listened to those fourteen and fifteen, you're gonna kinda need to listen to that to know the groundwork for where we're going here. At the end of fifteen, we just talked about you know, some practical things you can do to draw closer to your wife and draw closer to the Lord. You know, I think like we said, you know, waking up, rolling out of bed. And just going with it is not a great way to live your life in any way, whether you're trying to, to go ahead further at work or you're trying to accomplish this or accomplish that. You need to live like Gabe kept bringing us back to you need to live with a purpose. You need to, to live in motivation and not just in reacting all the time to all the things that happen to you or you will not be very successful in your marriage and your relationship with God and your relationship with, with your coworkers or what, you know, however you're going to go, you, you got to live with purpose. And I think that's something maybe we all need to take to heart a little more as men. I know I do sometimes.
0: Uh, so yeah, we, let, let me, yeah. I'm sorry, let me just say something that you said. I thought Saul was so good. Mm. I don't want us to to gloss over it. Mm. You said we don't want to live reactively. Mm. You know, that's right. We don't want to live reactively. We want to live proactively, mm. you know, living proactively mm is going back to that, we're living with purpose every day. So Mm -hmm. before we go to bed at night, we have this purpose of what we're going to do when we get up the next day, right? That's living Mm -hmm. proactively versus living reactively, which just means I get up whenever I kind of get up, and then Mm -hmm. whatever just happens, happens. Like, no, we have to take control of our day Mm -hmm. from the time that alarm, before the alarm clock goes off, because Mm -hmm. we've got to decide the night Mm -hmm. before that when that alarm clock goes off, we're going to get up Mm -hmm. and we're going to get after it. And so uh, we're talking about being proactive versus being reactive.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great thing to keep in mind there, Gabe, that I think we're all, just in our culture, we're prone to being reactive to things. And, and if we were more proactive, we would certainly have better relationships with our wife, better relationships with the Lord, and we would be able to have more influence on those around us in a positive way if we live proactively than if we're just floating around going as the wind blows us so we talked about some practical things there as far as how you relate to your wife we talk about how if you're you don't feel love towards your wife you still act you should act like you do love your wife and hey if I felt love towards my wife how would I respond to her in this time and then you do it and that's not only the right thing to her and treating her with love and respect, but it's also teaching yourself and training yourself to respond that way all the time. So going from there, what else do you need to do? And I think the most important thing here is to read your Bible daily and to do a quiet time. And I think if you grew up in church, that's a, you might gloss your eyes, may glaze and you might just be like, all right, cool. He said quiet time. I'm skipping to the next episode. Cause I've heard a million things about quiet time. And I'm with you, like I did too. I grew up, I heard, have a quiet time, you know, spend time with the Lord, go lock yourself away and just really pray, you know, just dive into the word. And that's such a, can really be such a weird and boring and strange thing if you don't know what they're talking about. And I know (laughs) growing up for me, it was just like, cool, that's a great thing that the pastor does, but like, what
0: does that mean? You know, how, how do I do that? And I was just going to say, for people that are listening to this that may not be, didn't grow up in church, you know, you don't have any framework for that word quiet time. Sometimes we probably speak in um, uh, church in East, Mm -hmm. you know, which I just saw a little uh, video on YouTube by this dude named Shama the other day. It was pretty funny. Uh, and so, what we're talking about there is actually just having a daily time where you are alone with the Lord, mm. right, in prayer and in studying and reading His Word. So that's mm-hmm. what we're—that's what that means when we're saying the word yeah. "quiet time," is that you are quiet before the Lord. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and I think there's there's a lot packed into quiet time that we don't do a good job of unpacking as a church and as you say, as Christians talking about it, because it's not just about Sit down, you read a passage from the Bible, and you get up and you're good. Like I think the, the pattern of doing a, a successful quiet time is just that, being quiet, spending whatever time you have. If it's 10 minutes, if it's 30 minutes, if it's an hour, you're in a place, if it's your car, if it's a closet, if it's your office, that you're not going to be distracted or bothered as much as possible for that time, and you sit down you quiet yourself. You try to quiet your thoughts and you're prayerfully searching the word. And that means like for me, I sit down and I get everything out. I'm ready to go. And then I pray, Lord, thank you for everything you've done for me today. You know, i go through, you know, stuff I'm praying for my prayer request list and then pray, you know, thank you so much for the ability to study your word and to have access to it where so many people don't have access to it. And please give me understanding and wisdom and draw me closer to you through this reading I'm doing today and help me to hear from you in a new way or to see you in a new way or a deeper way through this reading. And then you just read the, the word, whether that's, I'm, there's no right answer, I don't think as to whether you read One verse, 10 verses, one chapter, whatever it is, you take a bite-sized portion for you for that time enough that you can understand or wrap your mind around what you're doing. You don't want to read 10 chapters and then like, all right, cool. I read it. I'm good because you're not going to be able to meditate on that. But take a portion of scripture, read it. and I, I think the way I've heard it described, you read it, you reread it, and you reread it again. And then you can contemplate on it for a minute and and sit back, even think about it, pray again. Lord, what did I just read? Help me to understand. And I think a very helpful thing, and I think we've put these resources up, Gabe, uh, at some point on our in our social media past. But I'll see. If I don't have them up, I'll post them again. But our church has some helpful resources as to, like we just talked about, what is a quiet time and how to do a quiet time or a soap is what that's, I think that stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And that's a very helpful thing, I think for me, at least to get a journal to write down. And and this can be a sentence. If you're starting out and you're like, man, this guy's telling me to go and write a book every time I sit down, I don't have time for that. I'm not going to do it. Like you can start out small. You can start with, I read this Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10, we talked about in the the last episode, the heart's deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. So if you're going to do a soap on that, you could do scripture. You could just write the scripture out an observation. The Lord searches my heart so he knows me deeper than anyone else does. Application. I can trust God because he knows who I am and he knows the deepest parts of me and prayer, Lord, help me to respond to you in an honorable way and to know that you know me deeper than anyone else. So I can trust you. It's that simple. Like it should take you longer than it just took me to, to do that. Cause you should be praying on it and considering what it means to you and what you can learn from that passage. But like, that is a great place to start and quiet time and, and reading the Bible daily is not just this thing that you should throw into your life and it might make your life a little easier. You know, things might be good. Like building a relationship with the Lord is what you're going for here. That's the goal. And just like when you were dating your wife, I hope you were pursuing her. You were trying to learn her interest. You desired to spend time with her. And you didn't just like call her once a week and be like, hey, baby, let's let's hang out tonight. And y'all went, and y'all hung out and things were good. And then you call her again the next week and you're like, hey, you want to hang out again? And then after doing that for long enough, you're like, well, I guess we might as well get married. Like that's not, that's not a healthy way. I, I would hope that if you're listening to this, you would agree that's not the right way to treat your wife that you love. So why do you treat the Lord that way when... Every Sunday morning, you roll into church, you dusted your Bible off from where it was sitting last Sunday, brought it in, you sang some songs. Maybe men in our our church culture, maybe they didn't sing songs because that makes them feel a little weird to sing on Sunday morning, whatever. And then you go in, you hear <clears throat> a sermon. It's great. Praise the Lord. You heard something wonderful. And then you roll back home. You have Sunday, Sunday lunch put that Bible back down and then you go another seven days until you pull your Bible out again and you go and you, you try to seek the Lord through being at church. So I think that's a a good point of self-reflection is if you didn't treat your wife that way, when you loved her at the beginning and you were trying to pursue her, why do you think it's okay to treat God that way? And I think that's, that's an easy thing to understand as to why we need to be doing quiet time in a Bible study because that's the same as how we pursued our wife at the beginning of our relationship. We need to be doing that to the Lord as well.
0: That's right. And I think, you know, again, some people listening to this may not be in a relationship with the Lord yet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's our hope that they mm-hmm. that everyone will, will come to that point or you may be new and you're, and you're like, listen, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, because of what you went through, because of the grief, because of the loss, you might be thinking, I'm mad I'm at God right now. I don't mm-hmm. want to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. Well, or I don't understand him, so I don't want to spend time with him because I don't understand, you know, well, this is what we're saying is that this is, again, is part of that daily, like, purpose where, where we have to understand that when we don't feel like doing something, we still got to do what the right thing is to do, mm-hmm. and that is to draw nearer to the Lord who wants to draw near to us, right? Mm -hmm. Because he wants to help us in our grief. He wants to help us in our, in our misunderstandings of him. He wants to help us to understand that he loves us, that he's for us, that he's not against us. And how do we do that? Well, we do that by reading what his word says Mm -hmm. and and drawing closer to him. And so that's the why behind this is Mm -hmm. to help us get through the difficulty that we're, that we're, that we're in the middle of right now Mm -hmm. uh, in that loss. And then also, you know, there's obviously other reasons too, that we do it just to, to, to hear from him, to, to draw closer to him, uh, to, to, you know, some selfish reasons to gain some peace, to gain Mm -hmm. some, some purpose, to gain some understanding. Uh, and so there has to be that motivating or that purposeful, well, shall shall we say Mm -hmm. why, you know, behind what we're doing and, Will and I can attest that you need to do this because you need the Lord during mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. You need Him more than you need anything else. You need Him, and you need to be on, on the same page as much as possible with your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, that's who you need more than you need friends, more than you need Netflix, more than you need, you know, anything else that can be a distraction. Like, you need the Lord, and you need the wife. So that's why your wife, mm-hmm. that's why you're going to want to do this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and like you said there, Gabe, it's a good point to bring up that there may be some guys listening that aren't Christians and don't understand why they would want to draw closer to the Lord, but you know, I think like we talked about, like I just brought back from our, our last episode, we talked about Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10, the second, the 10 there says, I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. And so <clears throat> God searches our hearts and tests our minds, and that's not just Christians, like he knows everyone. He knows the heart of every man, every woman. He's the one that like we've said. If you've listened to these these episodes we've done in the past, you know that we believe and that we believe it's clear from the Bible. God loves every human. He wants every person to come to him and he will be their refuge and he will care for them. So if you know, if you're to a place where you can wrap your mind intellectually around God is this being outside myself who knows me, who loves me, who cares for me and has promised to provide for me, then maybe you should feel like you're at a point where you're like, hey, I'm hurting. I'm lost in this, the grief and this pain, the suffering. And hopefully you're searching. If you're listening to this podcast, we hope you are searching for something greater than yourself in some way to trust in something greater than yourself or to get some some aid from outside and if you're to that point just take it from us that going through grief with the lord and with the strength of the lord and the peace and the patience and the comfort from the lord is so much easier because you know where your child is one you know they're in heaven and you know you can rely on that and that takes away that feeling of of permanent loss that you know where they are and you know you can go to them one day. And also you have that rest and that refuge and you do have comfort in someone that knows you and that's always there for you and will always support you regardless of what happens. So,
0: i I want to yeah. say one more thing before you go into your next points, which are vital, but James four eight in the Bible says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. That's why mm-hmm. we're doing this. And again, you can trust what we'll say and what I'm saying in, in this in this arena because we've been where you are. If you have if you have buried a child, if you have lost a kid in utero or stillbirth, or you know, w- once they were born, something happened, they got sick, they, they passed away, or even later in life they passed away. Like, you can trust what we're saying to you is true about how much you need the Lord because we have been where you are. It's not mm-hmm. like we're just throwing out some religious mumbo jumbo to you, trying to convert you. Like, we have been where you are, and we have seen and tasted that the Lord is good mm-hmm. and how He got us through that. Mm-hmm. So, just want you to be comforted in that and know mm-hmm. that we're coming from a place of experience, not just a, you know, we're not just some holy rollers mm-hmm. trying to. Get you to join our church and donate yeah. some money to us. Yeah, that's
1: true. Uh, so, like we said, you know, if you if you love God and you do, you would say, "I love God. I've given my life to Him, and I want Him to lead me." Then you should be pursuing a deeper relationship with Him every day, because you should understand that a relationship with Him is the most important relationship that you have, even more important than the relationship with you and your wife. Because having a right relationship with him and a flourishing relationship with him will allow you to be who you need to be. That's the point of this podcast, that having having that relationship with God allows you to be a strong, loving, giving, sacrificial husband. It allows you to be that for your children, that you can be the father that will give everything for them, that you'll come in from work, you're tired, you're exhausted, and you will take more of your time to spend time with them and love them. And there've been tons of men who've done that in the past who weren't Christians. That's, we're not saying you have to be a Christian to be a, a husband and a father that cares. But when you have that, we talked about last episode, that purpose and that motivation of the Lord has designed me to be a father and to be a husband. That's the easy thing to go back to when you're struggling is this is my, my design. This is who I was made to be and the Lord will support me in this. So you might say, I don't, I would like to do a Bible study, but I just don't have time. This was me for a long time. You do have time for Bible study. If you want to do a Bible study and you feel led to do it and you feel like you should do it, you just need to set something else aside. And if you rightly understand the priorities that building this relationship with God is more important than mowing your grass, than... Getting to work 20 minutes early, then whatever it is, even then sleep. Like you can wake up an extra 20 minutes early, an extra 30 minutes early, and do your quiet time before you do anything else in the day. And that will be beneficial to you. And we know life is hard, it comes at you quickly. It's hard to set aside a time to spend with God every day. But if you're honest with yourself, you'll be able to identify something probably something small that you can change to have an extra 15, 30 minutes or an hour. To spend time reading the bible and praying for wisdom strength and a deeper relationship with god our pastor wrote a book what gave a couple years ago now our pastor's name is dj horton he wrote a book called worthy and in it he made a claim that really stuck with me that failing to do a quiet time is the sin of omission because you're omitting to do this thing that is your responsibility as a christian is to trust god to draw closer to him and to seek who he is and to try to know him more and if you take care of that sin if you're not omitting your quiet time anymore and you are spending time with the Lord then it becomes much easier to resist the sins of commission which is you're committing the sin of theft when you steal something you're committing the sin of lusting when you see that girl at the office and you're checking her out she's not your wife you're committing the sin of anger, of whatever it is, you know, when you're mad in traffic and it's been true in my life that when you feel, when you feel that lust, when you feel that temptation to do this or that, sometimes it's easy to resist and sometimes it's not. But if you've been doing a quiet time, it's the verses come to mind faster, the, the, spirit is i don't know if this is correct theologically but it feels like the spirit is nearer to you that when you do feel that temptation your conscience which we believe as Christians your conscience is informed by the holy spirit pricks you faster that it's like hey you just had this thought you shouldn't have had stop chill out like no this is what the lord says you just you are angry at that guy who whatever, ruined your report you were about to give at the office. And now you've got to go and spend another hour preparing it again. And you could blow up on him and yell at him. But if you've been doing your quiet time, not saying you're going to be perfect, but you're probably closer to the Lord and the mindset that the Lord has. And you're able to say, gosh, this was tough. I really want to yell at this guy right now, but I know the Lord cares for me. The Lord has given me strength and patience so you can respond in love. And I just know for me, that's been very true that when you are doing your quiet time and you're taking care of that sin of omission, that the sins that you are going to commit are much easier to resist.
0: Yeah. I think that makes me think about the, um, I listen to Jocko Willink's podcast a lot and he's written a book called Discipline Equals Freedom and, uh, he, he talks even in his kids' books, uh, which uh, I've read to my kids and, and continue to reread because it's just good stuff. Uh, he, he mentions how having these daily disciplines in our life, okay, like having a daily time with the Lord, how that leads to having greater freedom, right? Because we're not controlled by every emotion or every thought that comes our way, because now we're being controlled more by the spirit, like in a good way, right? And we've got, like you said, where we've got that scripture that's kind of hidden in our heart, as David says in the Bible, so that I may not sin against you, uh, talking about sinning against the Lord. If we've got that scripture buried in our heart, and then when we need to know, hey, what do we do about the situation, or how should I respond to this situation, right? We're not, we're not shackled to like some emotional reactive reaction. We can be instead free to make more proper. Uh, uh, decisions and to live a life that is more uh, directed because of us having this this daily discipline.
1: Yeah, we've got <clears throat> a heart out here in just a couple minutes, guys. But wanted to leave you with this, and we've been going over this in this episode. But if you truly love God more than you love other things, you will make time for him. And that can sound harsh, but that's just mm-hmm. the case. I mean Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So mm-hmm. if you value God, you'll make time for Him. Same is true if you're in a relationship with your wife. If you really do value your wife, you value your relationship with her, and you want to build up that relationship, you want to build up your wife and help her be the woman that she's meant to be, then you will prioritize things to love her, cherish her, and to build up that relationship. And if you don't value her, you're not going to do that. And that, that may be, like I said, a tough thing to hear. And I know. At times in my life, my relationship with my wife, that's been the case that I just didn't value her the way I should have. And I wasn't loving her the way I should have. So maybe that's a, a moment of introspection you need to do is do I am I treating my wife like I value her? And if I'm not, why is it? How, how do I actually view her in our relationship? So if you really seek the Lord and ask him to work in your heart and grant you a deeper desire to be near him, he will build that desire in you, like you said, Gabe, with the if you draw near to God, he will draw near to you
0: that's great and and just like you said earlier on those days that you like we talked about in the last episode on those days that you don't feel like being loving to your wife do it anyway mm-hmm. on those days that you don't feel like hey i want to draw near to god do it anyway mm-hmm. cuz acting out of love will help you develop that love mm-hmm. even deeper and the more that we're that we're doing those things the easier they become uh, in the future. Just mm. like the more that you turn down donuts, the easier it is to turn down donuts. Mm-hmm. The more you work out, the easier it is to work out. Mm. So, yeah. Good work. So, that will uh, wrap up again episode 16. We thank y'all for joining us today. Uh, make sure that you follow Lost Boys, the Found Fathers podcast uh, and our uh, social media stuff on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out my book at thywillbedonebook.com. Let's make sure that we are not lost but we are found in him.